Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. Hey everybody, so Angelique and I have been in what you would call the health and wellness space for the better part of the last 10 years, and really our whole lives. And there was a particular documentary that I'm sure many of you have seen called Food Matters. Well, there's this one particular instance where uh, their guest named David Wolf was talking about a values inversion. And he said, somewhere along the way, we just got a values inversion. We went from, we want those fancy shoes and, or we want to pay all this rent for this house instead of putting, you know, the best nutrition in the world into our families. And when he said that, it just, Angelique and I looked at each other because it was so obvious. We're like, yeah, you know, we're spending all this money on other things, but we're not putting the best stuff into our bodies. And the way that he said it's a values inversion, and we just get kind of seduced. That's the word I'll use. We get seduced, and we get lured into this. And it just was the mind spring for so many other things in life that also represented a values inversion. Most of my life, I've been a reporter. Most of my life, I've been observing people, interviewing people, listening to them, telling their stories. And... You've heard me over and over again say, I'm basically a student of human interaction. I'm a people watcher. And I think a lot of people get that. When you go to a mall, when you go to an amusement park, don't you guys like to just kind of watch people? You could just sit there on a bench and be like, whoa, I'm just going to sit here with a drink and just kind of check people out all day. But let's go beyond the surface and let's see what's really going on out there when you're looking at people. What are you seeing? Well... I noticed in my own house that I was seeing our kids really captivated by devices like iPads. I saw our kids going, can I play on your iPhone? Um, I saw in my own personal life with Angelique, her asking me to put down the phone, to be present. But more importantly, I started going out to coffee shops and working. And you'll see a lot of entrepreneurs, right, Angela, at coffee shops, people who don't have a typical office anymore. And maybe they're working, maybe they're not, but all of them are on either a computer or device, okay? Then we had that instance in the airport when you and I were waiting for our plane. There was about 150 passengers, and I nudged you. And what happened? Every single person was on their device with their heads down. Like, and when we say every single, I mean, like except for like two. And I'm, we looked. We counted. There was one guy. I remember you talked to him. Yeah, there was one guy, and I went up to him, and I said, hey, I got a question for you. I'm doing a podcast and writing a book about this subject. Why aren't you on your device? And he was basically like, because I'm on it all day. And I promised myself that I would not be a slave to it. Mm. Um, and here's the thing. I've seen it. We know teens. We always want to blame the, the, the younger generation. But 
We were at a food court not too long ago. Yeah. And Angelique, we were walking through the center of that food court, and each table had like three or four teenagers at the table. Yeah. Were any of them looking at each other? No. I mean, and they didn't even have any food. Don't exaggerate it. Tell them exactly what you saw. Well, they didn't even have any food. They were just there at the table, an empty table, with a device out in each of their hands, not talking, not looking at each other, not looking up, not, not interacting at all. And I was like, oh my God, this is the next generation. And if we don't do something about this, we're literally cutting off the, the source of, of all connection. We're cutting off God. We're cutting off human connection. We're cutting off love and relationship. And we're cutting off our, the way that we even can do business because we've perverted it. And I don't think that technology is the only thing to blame. I mean, I look at technology as like pretty neutral. I mean, I mean, we are literally on a podcast right now. So you are on a device that has brought this message from our little office in Nashville in our home to wherever you are in your ears, in your car, on your treadmill, whatever. So what's crazy to me is we have this neutral creation, but there are companies out there that want to suck you in. I get that. But when we looked at, when David and I thought about this and talked about it and we felt this agitation around it, we're like, okay, so technology wasn't supposed to be terrible. I mean, it's helped us a lot. We've, we have a global business and we can virtually meet with our team members. We can virtually coach people through our courses. We can... What do you want to say? He's well, nodding at me. Because I want to give you one really good example that will tell you how it's been better. So when I was a writer and writing for newspapers, the paper would go out and I wouldn't get any feedback. Like, I don't know if people liked right. it, hated it, or even read it. So today when you write on social media, you get instant feedback. Right. So it, it Good or bad. Good or bad. And it's helped. Same thing if you were living in another city from your parents or your family 15 years ago. You'd have to call them on the phone. Now we do real-time, face-to-face FaceTime with our grandparents every day. Yeah, and it's nice to be able to stay connected. Like I said, neutral. It's a neutral feeling, and it's not a negative thing. It's just that anything that can be neutral or even maybe had good intentions in the beginning can be perverted. I mean, that's just how the enemy works. It's an inversion of your values, right? And so David started this out with an inversion of a value system, and he was speaking mainly about food. Right. But when we zoomed out from this and said, okay, like technology aside, what is going on? And you used the word seduced. I like to use the word sedated. Like we just got numb somewhere. So then I asked myself, zooming out again, why are we sucked into these devices outside of the fact that we are addicted to them because they were designed for that? We're sucked in because we're trying to numb out pain from somewhere else. And if there's pain somewhere, that means there's a dark place. There's a dark place. The, the lights have gone down. It's a hidden area, and so turning on is shining the light on it so that we can address it, expose it, bring it to the surface out of that hidden place, and start to create an illicit real change. So, because we don't want anything to be built around our own philosophies, we went to scripture. And I know that this is something I'm obsessed with, is looking for wisdom through the scriptures, because I feel that that those ancient timeless principles are applicable in today's modern cultural society. And so in the very beginning, when God created the heaven, and the earth and the earth was without form and void, there's that word void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The spirit of God moved it on the, upon the face of the waters. And God said, the first thing he said was let there be light. Now this wasn't the sun and the moon and the stars. This was light, the separation, 
right? The separation of illuminating things that were that are dark and formless and void and shining the light so that now we can start moving forward into creating the life that we were designed for, creating the Eden, you know, creating the kingdom as it is in heaven on earth. And that's what I believe. Now, of course, that's my zoomed out perspective. But when you apply it to the world that we live in, it's the sedation, the numbing out, the addiction of technology. It's also the addiction and the submersion of the idea of everything is going to be instant gratification. Instant gratification in my spirituality. Instant. If this is not working, I'm just going to throw in the towel and have no yeah. belief. Instant gratification in my body. If I don't have six-minute abs after six minutes, then it doesn't work. Instant gratification in the swiping technology of relationship with marriage and instant gratification in get-rich-quick schemes, right? This is Bingo. what's happened. Bingo. And we're, but we're seeing it. So you're, you have to ask yourself, where are we getting these ideas? Like, If there's a values inversion in each of those big four things, where are we getting them? It's because we're seeing them more than ever. You know, for the first time, we're able to see into people's houses in, into their, every second of, of every part of their life. And that's normal now. That's the Ugh. new normal. Yeah. But we don't have anything to compare that with. Where are we going with it? So if we look at marriage and where the values inversion came in marriage, look no further than Hollywood and, and your tabloids. Mm. You're seeing movie stars just shack up, have kids. And we don't even expect them to get married anymore. We're just like, oh, so-and-so got together with so-and-so. They're having a kid. And we kind of almost, Angelique, we kind of almost what? We kind of almost expect them to just be separated and dating somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like, where are the big Hollywood romances that last? Well, but that's what we're seeing. Right. That's pop culture. That's what people are looking at and saying, hey, that's okay. There's dating shows now that we know are set up that, like, whether it's The Bachelor or something else, we're seeing these shows where couples go on or a single person goes on, and we're like, you know this isn't real. You know normal people don't do this. <laughs> you know the only way people are going to watch this is if it's a dumpster fire. So the producers, what? Hey, you know we need a dumpster fire, whether we're going to say it or not, and I know we need a dumpster fire. Three, two, one, start fighting. And this is our new normal. This is what people are seeing. That's what happens when things get stuffed down into the hidden places. Right? Whatever's in the dark will come to the light. Again, back in Mark, it talks about that in chapter 4, verse 22. It's whatever's in the hidden places shall, shall come out and be manifest. And turned on is illuminating that, shining the light, exposing it, bringing it back to the surface so that we can say, Okay, fine. If for a long, long time we said that this was okay, for a long, long time we dismissed it, but now it's a problem. Now it's ripping apart the fabric of humanity, right? Technology. Technology is starting to rip apart the fabric of humanity because we're losing connectivity. When we say technology, make sure you include like 24 hour news, news 24 yes. hour cable. I'm not just talking about social media. Again, neutral. It's not all bad. It's just what happens when we get, when it gets perverted, when it gets inverted, when it becomes the new God, when it becomes idolatry. Hollywood, for example, we dismiss it. We push it down. We numb it out. We say it's okay because we've glorified them in such a place. But now it's ripping apart the fabric. 
It's ripping apart the fabric of the, the way a home team was designed. I don't believe family. I don't believe God created family when he said be fruitful and multiply, by the way, throughout the entire Bible. He talks about this. But I don't think he said that um, just for, for marketplace. It was we are meant to work together. And, and because of what society has done, especially in the Western culture, yeah. is everything so individualized, you know, like rise of the individual. Well, that's fine. Like you can edify me and I can edify you, but like, how are we working together as a team? But I know you're loving, you'll love a sports reference here. I mean, think about, think about the greatest player. Who's the greatest player of all time in your opinion in football right now? Tom Brady. Okay. So Tom Brady, Tom Brady, we can edify him as one of the greatest of all time, but he doesn't go out trying to be the greatest of all time by himself because that wouldn't be on mission for the greater cause, right? So in the team, what's his role? Is it cohesive with the other players? Are they on the same playbook or are they executing completely different things? That's family, right? So it shouldn't look like a broken, messy thing. And we need to be careful about our words because we talk about, I mean, how many times have I heard Hot Mess Express, especially in our businesses? Um, oh, we just do it messy. Well, okay. I mean, I, I totally agree with trying not to be perfect with things because that will paralyze you till, to no end. But if we keep calling everything hot mess express or we keep, you know, referring to everything as messy or uh, anything that has a negative connotation, we're, we're not speaking life, right? So if I look at you and I call you a hot mess express, that's not going to speak life into your work. It's not going to speak life into who you are. You're going to start actually becoming that atmosphere. And that's why I am incredibly passionate about being careful of our words. Like, like choose your words. Choose your words. And choose what you consume. Because we can be a glutton. Other than, I'm not talking about food here, although that's a part of it. How gluttonous can we become in consuming the wrong stuff? On our phones, on television, on news our thoughts, and it becomes so gluttonous that we have now taken on a life that didn't belong to us in the first place. And you know what the easiest thing to do is, is what I get caught up in is just complaining. So nobody wants to turn into a podcast, uh, tune into a podcast where we're sitting here complaining, but we want to do is bring out real life instances. And what we're seeing is it's hard. Um, it's just like starting a diet. It's, you're going to feel a lot of resistance. So if some of you guys have, have seen the intrusion of maybe it's your smartphone or you've seen the intrusion of the iPads for the kids or the, you know, the cable TV and news stations that your parents are watching or maybe even you're watching, if you felt the intrusion and you said – and you recognized it, you've identified it and said, this is something that is not adding to my life. This is not something good. It's the same thing as if you went to a county fair – and you walk past the elephant ear station, um, and they're, they have deep-fried uh, dough, and they're pouring powdered sugar on it, you can look at that and say, hey, guess what? Not good for me. I know I shouldn't eat it, but here I am standing in line handing my money to the person because I just don't have the self-control to get this negative influence out of my life when it's right there in front of my face. The same way you can sit there with your cell phone, your iPhone or whatever you want to call it, or the 24-hour cable news, 
and say, it's in front of my face. I know I should be playing with my kids. I know I could be doing work. I know I could be out in nature taking a walk. But here I am watching it getting angry at the world. What can we do? Mm -hmm. So turned on is something that has to be bigger than us. And I know from experience, my friends, and being in fully vulnerable here, you can be writing a book about it and it still be a huge, huge dilemma problem in your life. Just because I know it and I've been researching it and I'm talking about it doesn't mean I'm immune to it any more than somebody who is going past that elephant in your stand can say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to think about it. It's going to be there and you have to make a choice, not just once, but on a regular basis. So question then, because... If, if turned on is, okay, we turn the light on and we break the pattern of darkness, right? There was a pattern of darkness in the room, turn the light on, now we can see. So to bring that to a more worldly standpoint and a more practical way, what do we do to break the pattern? What do we do? The first thing that I know that I have to do is I have to go back to stuff like, so in the, in the first thing in the morning when I'd wake up, I'd go right to my iPhone. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I would do is it's so important that we hear is to, you know, if you're having a brand or you're branding yourself online, you want oh. consistency, you want to be relevant. So I write my post the night before and then I wake up in the morning and post it. But I was finding excuses to get on the news. I was finding excuses to scroll. And what I decided to do is I got to take control of my life. So what I did is I incorporated help. I incorporated help in the form of my three-year-old daughter Mm. because I knew that my desire to please her is greater than my desire to please myself most of the time. And that's why it's great if you're in a a phase of your life in a season where you're trying to get in shape. You have an accountability partner because you'll let yourself down a lot quicker and easier than you will let somebody else down Mm -hmm. in terms of your diet and exercise. Mm. So... This is probably going to be funny to you, Angelique, because I'm like the farthest thing from like a tree hugger person. And I don't want to offend anybody, but this is, if you know me, it's funny. Um, What I started doing with little Phoenix, who's three years old, is when we wake up in the morning, is we go outside barefooted and we ground ourselves. So before I turn on a television, before I have a sip of coffee, before I pick up my phone, her and I wake up and we go outside barefooted and we we sit with our feet on the pavement. And then we put our feet in the grass and I tell her to wiggle her toes with me in the grass. After we do this, we take three deep breaths in through our nose and out through our mouth. It's not a yoga class. It's it's not any type of big thing. It's not a stretch. It takes a couple seconds. Mm -hmm. But the fact that she was doing it and we were holding hands barefooted really meant a lot. And then after that, we just hugged each other, told each other I love you, and we went back in. So it's just a little thing. It's a pattern interrupt. It's so awesome. It's a, it's a little thing that now she looks forward to, and I can't say no to her. Mm-hmm. So it helps me. Well, a couple of things I want to go back to what you said. So you had talked about getting up in the morning, and the first thing we do is open our phones. Well, um, where did we get that idea? We got it from business. So important, entrepreneurs, for you to make sure your post gets out there bright and early for whenever your demographics are online. Boom. Values inversion. 
I chased the strategy before I allowed the spirit to be invited into the room. I went straight for what's best for my business and left God out. And this is what I continue to say is I feel like I just hear God knocking going, hey, put me in coach. Now I just made my dog bark. Um, But the other thing that you just said was you are not a tree hugger type, which I think is so funny because maybe your global view or perception of that is a tree hugger, hippie, you know, um, free spirit type. But let's go back. Let's just go back, honey. Just stand with me on this. Don't don't try to say anything yet because I see him reaching for his microphone. Back to divine order. Before there was man, there was nature. There was nature. There was plant life. There were animals. So why did he put man there? To subdue it, to care for it, to be enriched by it. So we have to go outside in nature. That is the natural divine order. It is not natural and divine for us to pick up our devices with some inanimate object and be sucked into someone's world with the conversations of everyone else's life in front of our eyeballs at 6 a.m., values inversion. So going out in nature isn't about being a hippie. It's about being connected to God's divine creation. But what I love about what you just did was something so simple. You said it seems silly and it's simple. Listen, that's the current capacity right now. Maybe it will end up being a yoga class, David Nori. I don't know. But currently your capacity is I'm going to take my three-year-old. We're going to go outside and wiggle our toes in the grass. We're going to take three, three breaths and we're going to tell each other we love each other. That is your current capacity. But if I told you that you were sucked into your phone too early in the morning, that you're, you know, you're inundated with the news and you're a, a bumbling mess all day long because you had started the day off wrong, and then I say, David, go out and start doing you know, hot yoga, that's too much for your current capacity. So for our listeners out there, Wherever you are in your journey, in whatever area of your life that you're going to need to be turned on in, in the big four that we talk about, if it is your body, and maybe you, maybe it's, I need to lose 50 pounds. Well, I'm not going to tell you if you have to lose 50 pounds to go buy a Peloton and sign up for Orange Theory and start throwing yourself into some hellish workout when we haven't started with the, I don't know, simple idea of breathing for 20 minutes in the morning and maybe going for a brisk 10-minute walk, five-minute walk. I don't know. Just start moving. Drink a little bit more water. Little, simple things in your current capacity until they become part of you. And then, maybe then, you're like, you know what? I got this. This is now part of my routine. This is now part of the evolution of my inner man. Maybe then, Orange Theory sounds good. But right now, it's just too big of a bite to bite off and chew. We can't take the 10 course when we haven't even had the refreshments, you know? They ask you what you want to drink first before they bring the dessert. Well, whether you call it sedation or seduction or whatever we're going to call it, there's so many options now. So, uh, you know, we don't know how to just be. We don't know how to just oh my gosh, not so have true. anything in our hands or anything to look at. That's why our kids are like, I'm bored. Can I play on your iPhone? They need to be bored. They need to be bored. And here's the big wake-up call. This is the funniest thing. It's not just the generation that is now. We were at a concert, Angelique, and it was an older concert. Uh, I would say the average demographic was someone 60 or around 60, mm-hmm. right? And we were in line waiting to get in, and you and I were the youngest ones there. What were the people doing? 
They were on their phones taking selfies, recording things. They were on their phones. These older women were on their phones taking selfie after selfie. I don't know if I like that one. Let's take another one. Are you going to post it? I mean, if you didn't see them and you just saw the transcript, you're like, that's a 16-year-old. No, it's a 60-year-old. So it's something that we're all doing. And that's the big thing is learning how to balance. Turned on is not about just bludgeoning technology. It's not about saying you're terrible if you're on your phone. Don't ever use it or feel guilty about using it. Right. It's about balance. Yeah. Because the pendulum swings back and forth. And if we don't have balance, we don't have a life. And if we see it at the big four, what we see is the values inversion. What we saw in 2008 with the housing collapse, what we saw with Enron was a values inversion. Okay. What we saw with what's going on inside uh, the Catholic Church, to be frank with you, or what's going yeah. on with some of these mega churches and preachers yeah. that get in trouble. It's a values inversion. It's yeah. not what's supposed to happen. It's what does happen when you're not in check with yourself. When you're not balanced and in check, you get greedy. When you're not balanced and in check, you stray from the word of God. Mm-hmm. When you're not balanced and in check, you put nasty things in your body. Just like David Wolf said. We decided to go spend all this money on shoes or a car instead of putting superfoods in our bodies. Yeah. If you stop to think about it, you wouldn't admit that. You would say, no, I should take care of my body first. So it happens. It happens in faith. It happens in business. It happens in our home. And it happens with our bodies. A values inversion. Turning on is not about flipping a switch once and saying, I'm fixed. I read the Bible. I love my wife. I exercise today, I'm fixed. No, Mm -hmm. it's about realizing that each day is an opportunity to say yes or no. Yes to a better, more controlled or or more poignant life where you have focus. Or no, I'm just going to go on cruise control and consume all types of things that don't serve my purpose. Well, it's, and again, standing in the, it's, I like to call it standing in the tension, you know, or standing in the gap somewhere, somewhere in between what is going on right now currently that's, that's wrong, that has flipped it upside down and in the kingdom, like we can't be there yet. So how do we, how do we live righteously without being overly self-righteous and allowing ourselves and our ego to be the thing that trumps all? How, how do we live in alignment with God and still be relevant in today's, in today's culture? Because the fire and brimstone, you know, you're going to hell talk is not going to work. It's not going to work. We need relational things. And turned on is breaking the darkness, right? And, and that's on both sides. That is on both sides. That is on both sides of whether it's religion versus relationship or technology or people that are you know, just primitive and, and irrelevant in terms of how they communicate these days. Regardless, there's a tension and we want to do that in terms of the marketplace, in terms of family, in terms of our body. We want to bring those timeless, simple principles back to a world that is already inundated with so much easy, so much quick, that they'll never be able to go back to something that's hard. So how do we give them something that's timeless, ancient, principled, divinely appointed, divinely ordered, and we can create advantage and gain in that. Well, I, I tell you what, it's the easiest thing to do. And, and this is 
something all of you should do, whether you're single, with the family, whatever you should do is get used to that term turned on. Talk about it with your kids because what you'll see is it's an easy reference point to go to. When Ella and I are riding on the golf cart and I ask them to wave to neighbors as we go by and she waves and the neighbor is so enthralled in her, in her phone that she doesn't see or hear us and Ella goes, oh, that's just not turned on. Or when I tease the kids and you're on your cell phone or you're doing something at <laughs> night after business hours and I say, hey, Mom's Ella, not turned on. go tell mommy she's not turned on. Well, right? It's, a, it's an easy reminder and it's something we can all do and say because immediately you know, hey, I'm not being present. Mm-hmm. I'm occupying myself and sometimes it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Look, we're not saying put away your phones at six o'clock. We're not saying don't take out your computers unless it's business hours. We're just saying p- be aware, pay attention to it. Start noticing when you're turned off and when you're turned on. And I guarantee you the opportunities to love harder to make more money, to be more spiritually sound, and to be healthier, all occur on the side of being turned on. So we're asking you guys, the listeners, our beloved, in terms of turned on, where in your life are things turned off? Where are things sedated, numbed out, seduced, on autopilot? Where are they in the big four of your faith, your your health, your home team with your family, or in business or purpose. Where has it just gone out? Where's the light gone out? So whether, whether you're sedated by technology, whether you're sedated by emotional eating or emotional dieting, whether you're sedated by toxic relationships or fast, furious relationships, or whether you're sedated by the idea of just chasing money and losing meaning along the way. Our wish is to just turn the light back on so that you can get back on track and actually apply the gifts that you were given that were knitted in your inward parts before you were even born. And I heard a quote today from my acupuncturist that said, the day you were born is the day that God decided that the world couldn't live without you. So if there's a place that you're asleep right now and numbed out that we need to wake up, it's really important, not only for yourself, but because the world can't live without your gifts. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We are David and Angelique Nori, and we hope to turn you on.